0: Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene and Lori. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Fight for Your Marriage podcast. We're happy that you're here with us.
1: Hi, I'm so glad to have you join us today. I hope you will be blessed as we're sharing a very interesting topic today.
0: Yes, we have a good topic to talk about today, and I hope you've enjoyed the last couple of um, podcasts that we've had. I know they have have been very well received from comments that we've seen, but if you've not listened to them, I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode 136, where we had Andis and Lolita, who were visiting us from Latvia, come share their testimony, and episode 134 and 135. Um, We interviewed Joshua Broom, who was a former um, adult film industry star that had gotten saved and is now a pastor. Someone emailed me the other day and said that she loves going back through the podcast and listening to them over and over again. And one that she referenced was episode 125, titled How to Trust God When You Are Facing a Giant. She said she's listened to it several times a week. Um, since it came out because it's so encouraging to her. So I just want to encourage you, um, don't listen to these episodes just once, but go back and listen to them again. And, you know, God will probably show you things that you didn't hear the first time that can speak to you.
1: Oh, I agree with that so much. And it's like listening to a song. The more you listen to a song, the more you get to like it, the more you want to sing with it and get involved in, in it. And these topics, listening to the uh, podcast, they're so heavy and so detailed and, and helpful for you that you really need to listen to more than once because you're not going to get it all at one time. And the Lord will reveal different nuggets of gold at each time you're listening to them.
0: Very true. So go back and listen um, to these episodes. Today's episode, I know you're going to um, want to listen to a few times as well. And we're going to answer a question, um, well, try to answer a question that we often hear. And it's when people contact us and say that they're afraid that they're never going to have children because they're standing for marriage restoration. And um, it comes from people who are young and um, just starting out a marriage and then they had problems, or people who have been married for 15 or 20 years and never had children and are now in their 40s or 50s and really looking at life differently because they're standing for a spouse and they are, you know, struggling with the desire to be a mom or a dad or to have a child
1: family, you know? And that is what's so difficult um, when you are not communicating with your spouse or you see all the darkness of someone being in a non-covenant marriage. You may feel hopeless, but with God, nothing is hopeless. So I'm praying that you will say, Lord, use me now in whatever area you would like. How would you like to serve the Lord? How would you like to help others? Um, I think this is a thing that you can do because a lot of times um, you're available to do service to others in your church or in, in another ministry.
0: We talk a lot about how in the midst of your valley, how you can be a blessing to others. And you can't just sit by when you're going through a struggle and be idle and not serve other people while you're in the midst of that. In fact, that's the greatest way to get a blessing. Um, not that God's going to tangibly bless you, but your spirit will be blessed when you're serving other people, even through your pain. And so if you've gotten to the point where you are just kind of, um, recluse and you're stuck in your house and you're not going to church anymore and you're not volunteering and you're not finding people that need help, I really want to challenge you to go Look outside of yourself and see what you can do for other people. And we're going to give you a suggestion today, um, one idea of what you could do um, if you find yourself, you know, dealing with the struggle of not having children because you're standing for your spouse.
1: Oh, yes. And I really think this is one of the um, topics that I think we're going to really enjoy and, and have many comments of, of stories and praise reports in the future from you of how you applied it to your own life, and we can share it with others on our Saturday testimonies. We want to hear all that God has done in your life. Let me share a scripture just to get us started. Psalm 82, verse 3 says, Defend the weak and the fatherless, uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. What an assignment! What what a challenge that is to everyone that reads the Bible, that that is for us to say, who do we know? Who do we know that is weak? Who do we know that is maybe going through difficulties with finances, or poor or oppressed?
0: Let me tell you a little bit about what that scripture means to me. In our area here, we have um, an organization that is a faith-based organization that is a foster care um, organization. And what they do is they place children that have been removed from their biological home in families um, temporarily while the parents get the help that they need so the children can be returned to a safe environment. And um, one of my children, Kayla, works at this particular organization. And so we've known about it for years. We've had many friends that have fostered and some that have even adopted through this organization. Um, It was literally the place where Kayla prayed that God would open up a job for her. And so we hear about foster children a lot in our house because it's constantly on our mind with Kayla doing this work. So when we're talking about people that are standing for marriage restoration and feeling like you're missing out because you don't have a child now, and it looks like it would be impossible to have a child in the near future, we understand the hurt and the pain that you're going through, but we want you to know that there's other options. And right now, one option we want to share with you is about um, the option of fostering and entering foster care as a foster care parent. I'm going to share some other ideas if you feel like maybe you can't be a foster care parent right now and it's too overwhelming and researching that seems like something that would not work. I want to share in this episode um, some other ideas of things you can do. But let me share a few statistics first. This is from the ministry called Four Others. And right now in the United States, there's more than 420,000 children and youth in the foster care system. of these children will have experienced severe trauma. Only 50% will reunite with their biological families. 81% of young men will become incarcerated. 71% of young women will be pregnant before their 21st birthday with half of their children destined to be placed in the foster care system themselves. 40% will be homeless within 18 months. 97% of these young adults will immediately enter into chronic poverty. And when you hear those statistics, um, there is such a great need for us as Christians to do what God tells us in the Word and to be the hands and feet to these kids that are in a system and in a program and in a situation that they didn't ask to be in. Um, The goal of foster care is to provide a safe and loving home for a child while a family is healing from trauma, and that might be because of abuse, that might be because um, a parent is involved in illegal activity. There's a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's because a parent loves their child but just cannot provide for them because the child might have medical needs or um, the parent has lost a job and lost their housing, and so they need to temporarily place the child to keep them safe the goal of foster care is always to reunify the child with their parents but in the interim there's things that we can do as believers to step in and help so we just want to talk about that today
1: what we would suggest is first pray about it start asking the lord to show you how he wants you to get involved You know, when we pray about it, the Lord does speak to us and opens our eyes and our heart and and speaks to our mind about different ways we can do things. So you might start looking up and seeing how you can be a foster parent. Search it online first for foster care agencies in your area. You may even be able to find a faith-based agency, which would be awesome and fantastic if you could. Some agencies will offer some sort of an interest event where you can find out more details on becoming licensed in your area.
0: The interest events, if your um, agencies in your area have it, they will have some sort of meeting, a Zoom call, in-person meeting, um, one-on-one meeting. They'll have something where you can explore what it would mean to be a foster parent, what your commitment would be. And there's things you need to do to prepare your home and yourself to accept these children. Um, It's fostering is not easy. Um, Kayla would tell us that over and over. These children are being removed from situations that are difficult, like the statistics I read earlier. There's been trauma many times. And so um, we're not suggesting that you look at this option of fostering and say, well, I want a child, so I'm going to foster, and that's how I'll get my child. No, what we're saying is that God may want to use you to be a blessing to this innocent child while you're in a situation where you have the time. Um, Going through separation and divorce is not easy, but there's one thing that you do not have right now, and that is a spouse that is tying you up from different things. We've heard repeatedly, I know Deanne shared it on her episode, she did, That after her restoration, one thing that she missed was that she did not have as much time to spend with the Lord and doing things of the Lord, because now she was married. And the Bible talks about that. When we marry, we're dividing our attention between God and a spouse. And so in this season, while it's painful, and while it's a season you don't want to be in you do have the benefit where you probably have some extra time and resources to minister to other people.
1: And God's given you gifts and talents. And those gifts and talents can be used now that you may have never been able to blossom and, and have them grow. And this would be the time to say, Lord, I've got this and that, and show me what I can do and how I can bless, serve the Lord at church or bless others And as, as one of these areas is foster care or helping others.
0: Exactly. Um, you can also, if you feel like maybe being a foster parent is not something that you could do at this point. Um, There's other ways to help. You could help get involved with a family to work on prevention from foster care. In the United States, um, many states have a system called Care Portal, and you could go online and search that, and you can sign up to become a community responder. And what Care Portal does is they work with biological families in the community to help meet tangible needs in the hopes of keeping a family together and out of the foster care system. For example, if there's a family that needs car seats, so the mom could drop a child off to daycare and go to work, or the family needs meals because they're trying to stay in the home and keep the children in the home, but um, mom or dad cannot afford or handle the responsibility of meal prep, you could do that. Um, There's also opportunities to offer mentorships through Care Portal to people. And so you could come alongside a family who is struggling and need someone that could be a mentor to them and a spiritual um, help to them in that time. You could also get licensed to be a volunteer babysitter. And I know that I've gone through that process with our local agency, and it was very simple. I had to fill out some forms. I had to have a background check done and fingerprinting done. But you can um, volunteer to babysit for kids that are in the foster care system But a foster parent needs help with child care. Other things you can do is support a foster family. And so you might have families in your church who um, are fostering right now, and you could reach out to one of your church staff members, and I'm sure they could share with you families that are fostering, and um, you could see how you could bless them directly.
1: I love this subject today we're doing because this is while you're waiting for your husband or wife and your family to be uh, have a healed and restored marriage you can do something for others and right. help them bless them the lord has given you um, so many extra hours you may say in your life and this would be such a blessing to bless others and you have no idea how much you will receive in blessing others and getting to know this um, need in this type of, of foster care it's a need that a lot of people never ever hear about do not know about it but um, Kayla is a social worker, and we've got to be able to hear about others. And it opens the door to a need that we think wow, many of our uh, husbands and wives that are waiting would be awesome, possibly be able to get involved and help other people and be blessed. Right.
0: Psalm 68 6 says, God sets the lonely in families. And that's so true because he places these lonely children in the exact place where they need to be. And that may be in your home or it may be in the home of somebody in your church or a friend or someone that you can come along and support. But um, we trust that he will place these children exactly where they need to be. Some other ways that you can support a foster family is through the agency in your area, you could sign up to do respite care. And respite care um, is just where a family can have the child stay with someone else for short periods of time. It's when they need a break because the load is too heavy or when they're sometimes going out of town and because of court issues the child can't go with them. Um, But being a respite care provider would mean that you would just have a child for brief periods of time. You could also check with your agency or with your church about mentoring an older foster child. Um, We have a friend that fostered a 16-year-old teenager, and when she came into care, there was a lot of baggage that she had with her, and not just physical baggage, but emotional baggage from the previous years of what she had been through. And it was a lot for her foster mom to carry, and so mentors came alongside and helped her, you know, parent this child because it was a group effort. And so you could be a blessing to um, a foster family and a blessing to a child by mentoring them, sharing a a hobby with them, or taking them out to the movies, or inviting them over to cook with you, or whatever you can find to do. That's all great ways to be a blessing
1: for the child who has not had any of those normal basics in their home and that's why they went into foster care. But foster care often is that parents are limited because they may have more than one child in foster care in their home at that time. So if you come uh, beside them and say, I'll take them on a Saturday or, or a Sunday afternoon or take them Sunday and go to church with them right. and then do things in the afternoon of having fun and go golfing or, or or play cards at home, any number of items that you can do to show these children people love you and care yes. about you. And they haven't had that in their life regularly. So i have just am asking you, to pray about what does the Lord want to have you do with these different um, areas that you may never have thought of but may be able that you have uh, giftings and and desire to help these children that do not have a mother and father that have raised them properly. And and now we need the others to come and help them be all that God wants them to be.
0: Yes. In our church, there is a woman who does what we're talking about. She's a friend to a foster care family and she um, routinely takes this little boy. um, Well, every single Sunday, actually not just routinely, but every Sunday she brings this boy to church with her who is a foster child. Um, She's gotten the proper permissions that have been needed to um, take him and to drive with him. And she brings him to church every Sunday so that he can be around um, people in church and be around people that look like him. Um, he loves finding people that have the same skin tone as him and sitting next to them in church. And he's not shy about saying that. And it's the cutest little thing, but he will say, Oh, I'm going to sit next to him because we look the same. And so because of the blessing, this, um, woman in our church is giving him, he's getting to go out and be exposed to God's teaching. Um, speaking of church, Your church might have a program in place to support foster care families from the church or from the community, and if they don't, you could talk about being the one that would head that up, and there's ways you can definitely rally your church to help. Um, In our church, Kayla oversees that ministry, and they do things like preparing a meal for a family family that is fostering. Once a month, there'll be a sign up and people will deliver meals once a month to them, um, helping with household jobs. As you can imagine, some foster families take in multiple multiple children or kids that are in a sibling group. And so they've got a big family and they don't have a lot of time to do household jobs or take care of the yard or deal with the pool. And so you could come alongside and help them do things like that. But the point is is there's many options. There's many things you can do. And we understand the temptation to sit back and to wallow in what you don't have right now and what you don't see possible. But we want to challenge you to ask God to use you to be a blessing to others.
1: Isaiah chapter 1 verse 17 says, "Learn to do right. Seek justice." Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless, which is what we're talking about today. Plead the case of the widow. And so we are just saying, think of what so many of you might be available to uh, help others in a way that we, you may have never thought of. But we hope that you will think and pray about it. And we also would love to hear what the Lord is speaking to you about it and how we can pray for you and what the future, when you get a foster child, we'd love to have you share a testimony and say how you're helping this child or how we can pray for that child and uh, and be part of it because we want to pray for the foster care of all these fatherless children. And they're not all fatherless. They're motherless also. We know that. But we want to help these people, and we believe our listeners are are so uh, available due to more time they've had than they want to have that this might be a um, link to have you help others, and the Lord will get you uh, really involved and interested and burdened about these children.
0: Yes. I hope this will be something that you consider and that you pray about. And um, we can't wait to see how God uses um, many of the Rejoice Marriage Ministries listeners and the Fight for Your Marriage um, podcast listeners to help meet this need that is such a crisis in um, America and probably around the world. I'm not familiar with the statistics um, internationally on children that are in foster care. And I know they have different. ways of doing things in other countries, but I would imagine that if it's similar to what we're experiencing in the United States, it's probably a crisis where you're at. So, um, let me close in prayer as we, uh, wrap up this episode. Lord, I thank you for, um, your word. I thank you for the instruction that you have given us as believers on how to care for orphans in America and around the world And Lord, I pray for the people that are listening to this episode that you would just uh, make their heart sensitive to the need. I pray that you would help the listener to look outside of their own problems and to look at the problems that other people are facing and to see how they can be a solution to that. Lord, I pray that you would bring home the prodigals that are out of these homes right now that are running from you and are, um, running from their families. And we pray that there would be, um, a husband and a wife reunited that can, um, Go forward and having a family together, even if that doesn't mean biological children, if they could together um, go through this foster care journey. But Lord, while they're waiting, I pray that you would just um, speak to the listeners about what they can do to minister to people who are in the foster care um, program as parents how they can minister to children that may need homes, and how they can um, even be a financial blessing to agencies that are in their area that need financial help to care for these children. Lord, I pray that you would um, just help us to be a solution to the problem that exists. And instead of complaining about it, I pray that you would just give us all ideas of how we can um, further your kingdom through caring for these orphans. In your name, amen.
1: We hope you have been blessed and we hope that this is going to have you pray about something that will may change your life in the future and help others.
0: If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. If you are like me, you probably like to have as many things in your life automated as possible. Nowadays, we can automate so many things from telling our vacuum when to clean the house while we're at work, to automating the oven to turn on to cook our dinner. Well, one of the things that people have enjoyed is our Family Challenge. It is an automated donation that you can make every month to Rejoice Marriage Ministries without ever having to think about it. When you sign up for the Family Challenge, you can pick your predetermined donation amount And on the first or 15th day of each month, depending on the date that you choose, until you tell us to stop, you will make a monthly contribution to Rejoice Marriage Ministries without ever having to think about it. You can visit www.rejoiceministries.org and click on Donate to find out more about the monthly family challenge.